You want a podcast? Great. So you have some audio on your website that nobody goes to. You're listening to Vandal Tron's Curious World Podcast. Check it out, baby. Hello and welcome to the Vandal Tron Curious World Podcast. I am conveniently your host, Vandal Tron. Uh, so let's just let's just get right into it. Uh, the big thing that has happened recently with uh, in my life is uh, that I've become a father. I've become a, a dad. Uh, in fact, I'm recording this on uh, Friday, September 27th. It's actually two weeks ago. Uh, my son was born on Friday the 13th, which was, I think, a full moon, too, that day. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's insane. You know, a lot of people... Well, it, you've heard the cliches, you know, for people who aren't parents, um, you've, you've heard it all, right? Oh, my God, it's so magical. It's so beautiful. Yes, it's those things. But it's also a lot of work. And it's a lot of uh, self-assessment is required. You know, um, in the, these past two weeks has been, well, the first week was... Uh, you know, just five minutes of sleep, basically, and then getting woken up and then having to change a diaper or feed or burp. Uh, I f- it was like sleep deprivation. I felt like I was, uh, you know, a- any kind of trade secrets you wanted out of me. You just I, it was like getting waterboarded or something. For those of you who are parents, I'm sure this is not news to you. You're like, oh, you're you're such an amateur. I am. I am an amateur. Um, you know, and the, the the let's take it back a little bit. So the labor. Um, so we we thought, okay, well this is it, and we went on a Wednesday, because uh, Kaz thought her water broke, and then we're like, nope, uh, your water didn't break, but you know you're in a lot of pain, so that's okay. And then uh, Thursday night. She was like, this is it. And then we went back to the hospital. And they were like, well, you're not dilated enough. So we can't keep you here. So why don't you just go home and then when you're ready to come back. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? So then we had to start the um, the epidural then. And so she was on the epidural for, you know, for hours, overnight. And it felt great. During labor, though. She couldn't push adequately because, you know, she couldn't feel anything. So they had to take her off the epidural to push. And she felt everything, um, which I guess some people think that's beautiful. Having been in the room, I, I wouldn't use that word to describe it. You know, as a dad, you know, as you, you are pushed around. You don't even matter. People just come in and out. It reminded me of like... You know, the, the the one act plays, how there's no, like, intro. You just kind of, like, whoop. Actors appear, the set changes, and then they whoop, they leave. And there's intros to her. I'm just a nobody. And then when the labor's happening, I'm holding, I hold the oxygen mask. I'm like, I'm paying you guys for all this money, and I gotta, like, you gotta fucking, you want me to hold the legs, too? Uh, it, there were some scary moments, you know, there was a part where, there was a time where, um, you know, the baby flatlined, and they're like, okay, we gotta go to the OR for C-section, 
And then right when they were going to take the 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 take her away, the vitals start bob, bobbing up and down. And so it happened so fast, like I couldn't even have a heart attack because if I, I don't know, my 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 brain was exploding in my head. You know, the actual labor is 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 intense. You know, I, I know every every woman has their own story. Some are easy. Some are very difficult. Some are just excruciating. You know, I, I think they're all. I mean, it's called labor for a reason because it's work. Uh, I, I hope that you know you get through the process that that just becomes a memory. You know, it's not anything too too significant in a, in a bad way. Oh, I forgot to mention. So during the nine months since we have no idea what we're doing and we're first time parents, we decided to take some classes. So she and I took a class about swaddling and and uh, changing a diaper and things like that. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, it was us and a f- couple other couples. And then I took a daddy boot camp. And the guys in this class, I mean, I didn't think the class was that great because the, the instructor was, was pretty disorganized. I mean, it was a great, great in theory, but he was pretty disorganized. The The dads in the room, though, were nervous as shit. I mean, it was like, it was like uh, Vern in Stand By Me, where he has that pistol and he's just pointing it in every part of the forest. They were so nervous, they were actually making me calm down. And I think about those guys a lot. And I'm thinking like, well, by now, I think most of them have probably uh, delivered. One, I hope they're okay. And I hope that, you know, the the delivery went okay. But two, if I could just say one thing to them, I'd just be like, guys, it's it's going to be okay. And if it's not, there's, there's always, look, you're not going to, you can't swaddle. You're going to learn because you're going to have probably a million chances to do it. Just like diapers, just like anything. You figure it out. What, you think you're going to be like an expert? You think you're going to knock it out the park? You know, as my, as a friend of mine said, if you when it comes to parenting, if you aim for perfection, you will fail. And that's I think maybe that's life, but that's certainly parenting. And being a dad is a very specific um, category because you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and then finally the baby is born, and it's like okay, now I get to spring into action. And then the mom instinctively is like, well, not so fast. You know, now we we have to divvy it up. So I think it's really important to have communication, not just in terms of the tasks, but also how you're feeling. It is a tidal wave. It is a tidal wave of responsibility. Uh, There's a lack of sleep. There's everything is so brand new. Uh, Your brain is, you don't really look backwards as much. You definitely look forward of like, okay, well, how is this going to affect you know, when I go back to work or my finances or where we're going to live and things like that. I don't know. I, everybody's different, but I, I think it's important to just kind of mute that a little and think about the now. Because life is really comprised of a lot of nows. You know, th- these little intricate moments that need to be harnessed rather than thinking ahead. You know, uh, 
a question that I get asked a lot is, you know, how, how are you going to raise your, your son? And I felt like, you know, these past few years have really kind of prepared me for, for, for fatherhood, even though I didn't, you know, being a dad, it wasn't something that was really in, in the cards. It wasn't like a life goal of mine. Um, I think, well, I'm definitely not going to be a dad who's like, well, he's going to be, you know, the next Michael Jordan or, you know, he's going to be a, a piano player. I want my ultimate goal is that he's a he can think for himself and then he has self-respect and then he can treat others with dignity. And if we disagree, in fact, I want us to disagree. I want us to have discourse. I want him to be his own person. I don't want him to get caught up in groupthink. I want him to have his own own identity, which is going to take a lifetime. And I want him to be able to explore that. Hopefully, we'll be able to have conversations. You know, I, I think most of us out there, we didn't really have heart-to-hearts and intellectual conversations with our parents. Our parents were probably busy working or, I don't know, maybe that's the pitfall of being a parent. And I think, to me, that's the joy. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that's really into activities you know, people always ask me what I like to do for fun. I mean, I like to have fun, of course, but I'm not a guy who like, oh, let's get our friends together and let's play poker. I suppose, you know, with him, I'd be going to the playground and stuff like that. But I, I think people project what they want for themselves onto their onto their kids. Oh, you know, I can't wait to have my daughter rest her head on my chest and read to her. How you know she wants that? That's what you want. That's all about you. And there's nothing, I suppose, wrong with that. But that's ego. So this explains why I haven't been putting out a lot of episodes lately. It's because I've been preoccupied with this. Um, it's been very difficult to schedule guests. Uh, very difficult to kind of sep- just allocate time to do this it is still a passion of mine i just don't know moving forward how much time i can dedicate to to this um we'll see you know i i I don't want to there was a part there was a time i guess maybe a month or so ago where i did consider like oh this is going to be the final episode and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be final you know this is this is what we make of it. And I'm including you into it because you took the time to download and listen. It's what we make of it. So if you're learning something from this or you're just being entertained, that's great. That's all I ever want. And it'll come around when it comes around. You know, when it comes to child, uh, child, child, uh, child raising, one thing I am also mindful is uh, the impact of social media. I mean, I see it in adults. I still see it in young, young adults. But as entrepreneurs, we're so, we have so much anxiety of oh, how many likes I got. I got to boost my, you know, boost my brand. And I got caught up in a little bit of it too, right, with this show. 
But then I took a step back and said, that's not why I got into this. I got into this so I could create dialogue and and create a platform for pe- for conversation, but for also for people to listen in on, to create a community. I really don't care too much about followers and likes and things like that. Yes, those would be helpful. But at the end of the day, there's only 24 hours in the day and I have to maximize my time, especially now. So I hope you guys will understand. Um, you know, I, it, the show is still going on and I'm going to try to put them out as much as I can, but, but with quality over quantity. You know, life is a marathon. And, you know, I think sometimes the days feel long and then we blink and it's like, oh, we're in September now. I was just celebrating the 4th of July. And that, that should be a reminder, you know, that, that nothing lasts forever. All the good, all the bad, all the discomfort. It doesn't last. But what lasts is how we feel about these things. You know, I, I, I think back to all the things that I held on to so tightly. You know, all the love, all the fear, all the things that made me feel, made me feel good, but they also made me feel small. You know, I dreamt of being a film director and an actor and a playwright. And those dreams didn't happen. Well, at least not yet. But, I'm glad I had them, and I can honestly say that I don't want them anymore. I don't miss them. You know, I used to care so much about career and whether I I was doing well or not, it wasn't enough, and it really made me sick. You know, last Friday, I actually just kind of fell into booking a, um, a KitchenAid spot and being there so strange but I did say to myself I'm just a tourist here this isn't this isn't my path anymore and just talking to other actors and stuff and I was okay with that you know and before that I ran into an old actor friend and she basically just gave me a rundown of her resume you know I booked this I'm on hold for that and I said I'm not really into I'm not really in the hunt these days, but that I was really happy. And I didn't even get into like I was going to be a dad. I just said I was really happy. And she looked at me like I was a moron. And, you know, when I decided that I didn't want an artist's life, admittedly, there were times where I felt a bit adrift, maybe even lost. Like, you know, what am I going to do with my life now? I invested so much of of who I am and what I am into being an artist. I used to say, I used to even brag that I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I mean, that's what I believed. Like, the sky is blue. And then, voila. <laughs> I'm a human contradiction. Because I am married now, and I do have a son. And I know I'm going to make mistakes raising a child. 
I mean, it's a, a baby, a child, a son. But if we can focus less on the anxiety and make an effort to have fun with the experience, maybe it won't be so bad. That's the one thing I wish I could go back and tell those guys in the class. It's like, man, I know it's, I know it's scary, but I bet if we have some fun, maybe, maybe the baby won't be so scared. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've never done this before. I'm not ready, but I am, I should say I'm not prepared, but I'm ready. And I'm going to try to apply this to other aspects of my life. You know, I was thinking the other night, like, what if this, you know, about this whole simulation theory, what if we just approach things as like a game, like a playful game, like the way cats do? I'll play and then I'll the stakes are so they can be they can be whatever we want them to be you know letting go is the hardest lesson for me whether it was being an artist or other relationships I was in and it still remains pretty hard for me but I think letting go can set you free all these things can come together to craft this life you never thought you wanted or knew you wanted to be guided by light and selfless purpose instead of money or career or ambition. It can radiate and, and shine like a beacon. So I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to be on this journey with me. You know, when I started the show, I, I, I think I was still ambitious and I said, I'm going to, you know, I want this to be, I want this, you know, I'm going to be like Joe Rogan. I'm going <laughs> to quit my job and get paid to be a podcaster. Maybe that'll happen, you know, eventually. I, I, I think that's still the dream. But I never thought I'd be a dad. And here I am today. And I'm glad you're on this journey. I'm glad you're listening. And so whatever it is that you're doing, if you're on your treadmill or driving home or Maybe you're on your way to pick up your own kids. Or you're on a first date. I don't know. I just want to say thanks. Thanks for being on this journey. And uh, Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Oh, also, a little fun fact. When I held my son for the first time in my arms, and there was some quiet time, the first song that I played for him was... In the Claire de Lune. It's a nice song and hopefully it sets the tone. Or not, maybe he'll just be a Hellraiser and just listen to Justin Bieber or just say, fuck you, Dad, and this sucks. Uh, but I hope not. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. I love you. Until next time.